could get used to this on Wednesday night. Get to appreciate our music, the praise team singing tonight. Again, I want to say thank you to those that helped with the food and everything that's going on. And if you're on the cleanup team and different things, thank you for being a part of that. I want to let you know also, those that are in here, that the field, they are selling T-shirts for $20 a piece. And you can see Brother Eddie or, or Sister Eleanor, there they are. They have the shirts right there to give you an idea what they look like. Uh, that will bless their college ministry, their campus ministry. So if you could purchase one of those, please see them. And the deadline is coming up, and that is next Sunday. So uh, if you get a chance, do that and um, get you a shirt from them and help them help that campus ministry and be a, a walking billboard for the field when you go out on the town. So somebody will ask you, what's that mean? And you can tell them you need to uh, get on campus and check them out. So we appreciate Everybody praying for the field, supporting the field, lifting them up. The school year is just starting, and we're expecting a great, great harvest from our campus in Jesus' name. Just the beginning, just the beginning. Amen. I'm going to switch mics. Uh, if I'm preaching, I'd rather use this, this one attached to my shirt. Glad to have Regeneration joining us tonight. They gave up their sanctuary for us to have food tonight, so we appreciate them uh, hanging in here with us tonight and uh, see if we can't say something. I know that now the time is a little later, and usually we're getting ready to close about this time, so I will be uh, mindful of the time and go as expediently as I can, uh, you know, and see what God will say. I, I, I want to... Um, Actually, I'll just read and I'll get going. If I, I don't want to start talking, I'll start preaching too. St. Mark chapter 11. If you want to stand with me for just a moment for the reading of the word. Mark chapter 11, verses 12 and 14, and then 20 and tw through 22. And on the morrow when they were come from Bethany, he, which was Jesus, was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came. If happily he might find anything... Thereon, and when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. You got to remember, they heard what he said. And then in verse 20, in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree, and it was dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remembrance, saith unto him, Master, behold the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. And Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. And I want to preach on that for just a few moments on the answer that Jesus gave, have faith in God. Would you uh, pray for the message tonight? Lord, we love you and thank you for all the miracles and signs and wonders. We thank you for the benefits that you load us with daily and we thank you for this word. Let our heart be good ground tonight that the word could be planted and grow change us forever Lord make us better we ask it in Jesus name and everyone said amen now would you give him one more hand clap of praise before you're seated hallelujah hallelujah what a great God we serve what a great God we serve you can be seated uh, a few couple of Monday nights ago uh, before service started the Lord kind of I'd been thinking on this uh, passage of Scripture, and um, 
I was I shared a little bit with um, the church that night, but I just could not get this out of my system. And I've been thinking about it, and I, I, I wanted to maybe carry it just a little farther and remind us tonight because I feel like it will help you and help me as we go down the road with the things that we face. So we see this miracle. We've heard this preached many times, how that Jesus came to this tree, uh, thought because it had leaves that he would find some fruit, but when he did not, he, he, of course, he cursed the tree. The next morning, the tree is is dried up. They heard him when he cursed this tree. It's something that they uh, uh, heard him. They heard his voice. They heard what he said. They heard him speak right to the situation. And the thing is, is that uh, these disciples had heard him uh, say or speak things many, many times and had witnessed many miracles just from the words that he spoke. Uh, when they saw uh, Peter out in the boat, he said, let down your net. And course, Peter reluctantly, but he did it anyway, and when he did, he got the miraculous draught of fishes, and um, we know that uh, many times he would say, uh, take up your bed and walk, or stretch forth your hand, and they would witness the healing miracles that Jesus would do just because he spoke to that situation, and oftentimes they watched as he would speak, and devils would be cast out of people, and people would be at peace again, and and they saw these miracles. They saw him stand uh, in that ship and uh, say, Peace be still, and the wind and the sea was calmed. And, and they wondered at what manner of man this was that could even uh, control the wind and the waves. And, of course, they saw him talk to the dead. I say unto thee, Made arise, and watch children raised from the dead. Lazarus come forth, and Lazarus uh, come wrapped in grave clothes out of the tomb. And so uh, now this bush was dried up. And you would think that in the scope of everything that they had seen, that this is a very small thing for them. I mean, I, I, I would think if I had walked with him that long and watched that many miracles, that if he said something, I'd just expect something to happen. Uh, I don't know that maybe they knew what would happen, but this bush dried up. And when Matthew records this incident, he says, and they all marveled at this bush that had dried up. And so they bring it up to Jesus. And they're like, look, master, the, at the bush that you cursed. And uh, his answer was, have faith in God. When they began to say, uh, look at this bush, and he could, you know, he always knew what they were thinking. He always knew what was in their hearts before they ever spoke it out. And this time, uh, as they stare at this bush and marvel at this bush, he just simply says something right at the beginning, something powerful, have faith in God. And I know that we have to have faith to please God. For without faith, it is impossible to please him. By grace through faith are we saved. I understand the importance of faith for miracles, if you want to see the miraculous. And he actually expounds on that a little further as he goes on about uh, telling mountains to be removed and cast into the sea and different things like that. And don't doubt in your heart, but believe those things, and you're going to have them. I, I believe in having faith for the miraculous. But I feel like what uh, the Lord showed me that night and what I want to stress tonight is that uh, that Jesus saw something else in them, that it, this that this bush drying up just stopped them in their tracks, and and he said, "Have faith in God." What I'm trying to say is, whatever you see, whatever you see change, and whatever you see happen, no matter how drastic it is, do not let it throw you in your faith with God. 
Whenever you see something change so drastically that it, you know, it was bad that it wasn't any fruit there, but then the tree was worse the next day when it was dried up. When things go from bad to worse, have faith in God. Don't let these things that, uh, you know, many times you've seen God work things out, heard him speak things and saw miracles happen. When something happens that's so drastic that it just stops you in your tracks, number one, right off the bat, before you start worrying, before you give up, before you throw in the towel, have faith in God. Come on, somebody. We need to remember that things can change in just a moment. Have faith in God. This world could change. We could go to bed tonight and wake up in the middle of a world war. Have faith in God. Come on. Uh, we could go to sleep tonight and wake up in the middle of a tornado or something. You never know what's going to come your way. Have faith in God. You can go for a checkup and get a report you never wanted to hear. Have faith in God. You can show up at work tomorrow and they'll hand you a pink slip. Have faith in God. Come on, somebody. Listen, I'm telling you today that there are going to be things that will stop you in your tracks. But you've got to remember that Jesus is with you, that Jesus loves you, that he's going to take care of you. Whatever you see, whatever you face, have faith in God. Don't let it throw you. Hey, you fail an exam? Have faith in God. You flunk a class? Have faith in God. Hey, you can always make it up. Come on, somebody. We need to trust the Lord. We need to believe him. And, and, and I know that we saw instances like this in the scripture. Jairus came and said, my daughter's sick and she's about to die and I need you to come to the house. He said, let's go. And so Jesus starts walking with him. And there's many miracles performed along the way. But as they get close to the house, uh, some people come and say, your daughter is now dead. So it went from bad and it went to worse. And as soon as Jesus heard what they said, he looked at Jairus and said, fear not. Only believe. In other words, he was saying, have faith in God. Did you come to me for a miracle? You'll get, they, it ain't gotten out of my hand yet. There ain't nothing can get out of my hand. There ain't nothing that I can't do. So I don't care how bad it gets or how worse it gets. I don't care what it looks like, uh, what it sounds like. I don't care what the facts say. Faith will always defeat the facts. Because here's one fact of faith is that Jesus can do anything and I can do all things through him. God's going to come through. Have faith in God. We can get caught up in what we see and think, my goodness, how can that happen? How can it turn just like that? And it can cause us to be discouraged. But let me tell you something. When Jesus is on your side, there's always going to be an answer. Yeah, anytime there's a temptation coming, he said, with every temptation, I will make a way of escape that you are able to bear it. Have faith in God. When Jesus got to the tomb of Lazarus, he told Martha, he said, roll the stone away. And she said, Lord, it's been dead four days. By this time, he stinks. And he said, did I not tell you? Didn't you hear my voice? I know it was just a short while back, a few minutes ago. Did I not tell you, if you would believe, you're going to see the glory of God. Let me tell you, just because he's been dead four days, it don't change what I can do. I am the resurrection and the life. You might say, Lord, I don't even want to deal with this anymore. It's got so bad, it, it just plain stinks, and there ain't nothing can be done about it. He's going to say, roll the stone away. Didn't I tell you? Haven't I proved myself over and over again? Haven't I always been there? Haven't I answered many prayers? When have I ever let you down? When have I never uh, not been there for you? 
I'm telling you, don't let these little things trip you up. Don't let them be a stumbling block. Have faith in God. Woo, somebody ought to lift your hands and praise him for just a minute. Hallelujah. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're facing, but you ain't even told nobody about it yet, and you're trying to figure out, how am I going to fix this? How am I going to work it out? I'll tell you how. Have faith in God. Don't try to circumvent the one that can do it all. Don't try to get around the one that can help you. Listen, God will make a way. He sees when you lay in bed crying at night trying to figure it out. He sees when you're about to ring the steering wheel off as you drive to work because you're so worried and upset not knowing what to do about it. I'm telling you, God knows what to do about it. The Lord's talking to somebody here tonight. Do not let this trip you up and stop you from serving God. Have faith in God. So simple, so simple means so much. No matter what I see, no matter what it looks like, no matter how it changed in just an instant, that Jesus said, listen, just have faith in God. It'll unravel everything. That'll untie any knot. That'll move any roadblock. Just have faith in God. They heard his word. And they've, you know, they've seen him come through time and time again. So I tell you tonight and me tonight, don't let what we see make us forget who we serve. Hello. This world's, hey, you know what? Perilous times are coming. It's bad already, but it's going to get worse. Don't let what you see make you forget who you serve. No matter how bad the world gets, you still got the Holy Ghost. No matter how bad it gets, the blood of Jesus still cleanses you from all sin. Come on. No matter how bad it gets, there's still a place being prepared that where he is, we can be also. Listen, it might get rough. It might get scary. It might get hairy down here. Like they, you know, get, going to get rough. I don't know how it will be, but I do know that God don't change. And if he ever took care of his people, he'll still take care of his people. And if he ever watched over us, if he's going to feed the birds of the air and clothe the field with flowers, let me tell you, he's going to take care of his bride. You think he's going to let his bride be devoured by this world? I didn't say it wouldn't get tough. And I don't say problems are not real. What I'm telling you is that God is real. He is more real than anything you'll ever face. And you say, well, I'm looking at it. It's in black and white. It don't matter. He's more real than anything you will face. Have faith in God. In Luke chapter 22. Jesus is speaking to Simon. In verse 31, he says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee both into prison and to death. Jesus just told you what you was going to do. Or he's about to tell you what you're going to do. He said, I tell you, Peter, that the cock shall not crow this day before that thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. Now, Jesus already knew what Peter was going to do, but he prayed for him anyway. He already, he, the conversation shouldn't have went that far. Peter should have just shut up and took, took it. 
and he wouldn't have to let everybody hear what's about to come down. But Peter was like, nope, I'm not worried about nothing because I will die with you. And Jesus has got to tell him, I understand your intentions. This is another one of those, the spirit is indeed willing, Peter, but the flesh is weak. And, you know, if we trust only in our intentions, we may fail. If Peter had a, just put the whole bank on, I won't deny you, and I won't uh, leave you. I'm going to go with you to the death. And then he ends up denying the Lord and ends up uh, running away and different things like that. Peter may have never come back. But Jesus knew this was coming anyway. It's going to be bad when you see them take me off. It's going to be bad when you see them uh, slapping me and hitting me and kicking me. It's going to be bad. It's going to be worse, Peter, when you say, I don't know who he is. I don't know who he is. And then begin to curse and say, I don't know who he is. But then Peter said, after he denied him that third time, that, that rooster crowed and said, Peter remembered what Jesus said. But Peter still held on and preached a great message on the day of Pentecost. He still fed the sheep. He fed the, fed the lambs. He still fed the flock of God. He still did a work for the Lord because he remembered that the Lord prayed for him so his faith wouldn't fail. I just find it so amazing that God already knows what you're about to face, but he don't want you to fail. You know, I think when he cursed that tree, them hearing the Lord say that and them watching it get worse because of what he said, sometimes you don't understand. Jesus may actually speak something that you don't even understand. He may say something. He may do something in your life that you're not even, uh, you know, wow. And the answer would be have faith in God. Don't let the work that God's trying to do in your life stop you either. Because sometimes he might cause something to dry up in your life. Yeah. He might have some things die in your life so it don't hurt you. And you may think, oh, but Lord, hey, I, I can do something with that. I could. I... No, you can't. That's why I cursed it. That's why I got it out of, you, out of your life. That's why I moved it because it was going to hurt you. And, and you're just going to have to have faith in God. Because God is righteous and God is sovereign and God ain't never wrong and God only wants your best. God is only trying to do what's best for you. Hello. And so you got to, if you can trust him, the Bible says that we commit the keeping of our soul unto him as unto a faithful creator. If I can trust him with saving me, I think I can trust him with any other area of my life. I think if he says, no, don't go, I just won't go because, hey, if, he can, if I can trust him to go to the cross of Calvary for me, if I can trust him to fill me with his spirit, I think I can trust him on some things I may ought to lay down in my life. Come on, somebody. Jesus knows uh, what you're going through. He knows what you're going to face. But have faith in God. You may not understand. You may not know why. That doesn't mean you don't have to have faith in him. Keep on trusting the Lord. We always say, well, he loves me. He loves me. Well, if you believe he loves you, then you know he only wants what's best for you. Have faith in God. People say, well, I'm doing all I can. Why do bad things happen to good people? Because it rains on the just and on the unjust. That's why. Because as long as you live in this world, you're going to receive good at the hand of the Lord and you're going to receive evil stuff in this world. It's just going to happen. It doesn't mean that you have crossed God because you had a tragedy in your life. That's just living. That's just living. I love Job's answers 
when they, uh, you know, he, he's every, losing everything, and he just falls down, worships the Lord. Uh, he, everything's going away. His health is gone. People are like, what are you doing? Do you still retain your integrity? Are you holding on? Why don't you curse God and die? He said, you talk like a foolish woman. You, you ask foolish talk. Why would I think after all God's blessed me with, and now i got a little bump in the road, so I'm going to curse God? I'm going to curse the one that gave himself for me. Uh, oh, I, 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 I tripped up. I messed up. So now I'm going to quit God. I'm going to quit talking to the Savior of my soul. I'm going to quit uh, walking with the one that loves me. I'm going to quit praying to the one that's going to get me out of here one day just because of a little bump in the road. Well, it was more than a bump. Okay, a pothole. It really hurt me. I'm sure it did. But is any amount of hurt worth leaving God over? Is any amount of hurt worth not trusting him? The scripture says, what would it profit a man if he gained the whole world and lose his soul? But then it says, what would a man give in exchange for his soul? We always think about worldly goods and riches, but you know what? Some people are, 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 are trading their soul for the hurt they have received. It's the tragedy that they trade and exchange their soul for. They, they just grip that tragedy and hold on to it and say, this is going to be me from now on. And the Lord's saying, well, that's your choice, but I got something better because I can still make all things new. There ain't nothing that I can't fix. I still build the waste places. I still forgive all sin. I, I can still put things back together. If you want to give up and die, that's up to you. But if you'll just reach up and take my hand, the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. And though he fall, let me tell you, when you are high on faith and strong in faith, it's going to take something to knock you off your feet. It ain't going to be the little thing. It's going to take something major to put you on your face. But when it does, I hope that the faith you had while you was walking is the same faith you're going to be reaching up with while you're on the ground. Get me back up and get me on the path of glory. Get me back serving you. Get me back in the pulpit. Get me back in the choir. Get me back in the sanctuary. Get me back in the house of God. I'm telling you just a little simple phrase such as have faith in God. It'll change your life. It'll change your outlook. It'll change your walk. It'll change your ministry. It'll change your relationship. It'll change everything you do. Because once you commit it to him and have faith in him, let me tell you, he don't uh, do no shoddy work. He don't do no uh, half steps on things. He, he makes sure everything's just right and like it ought to be. He's going to take care of you and me. Poor old Peter. Boy, he went out crying. I'm sure he was heartbroken. I'm sure that there was many emotions that were going through his mind, his heart, his body. But when he remembered that Jesus said, this is what's going to happen. I wonder if he ever sat and thought, you know, it didn't matter what came my way. There wasn't no way I could not deny him. He said I would. And if Jesus said it, it just got settled. <laughs> Jesus knows the, the, he's the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He already knows what's going to happen. And if he said it was going to happen, well, I might as well buckle up and get ready for this ride. <laughs> so I'm just going to. 
take that prayer. I'm going to keep having faith in him, and I'm going to hang on to these keys. I ain't turning my keys in just because I made a little mistake. I ain't turning my keys in just because of a bump in the road. I'm going to have faith in God. <clears throat> Listen, he, he said something else at the end of this little discussion in verse 35. The Lord was talking to all the disciples then after he told Peter what was coming that way, and I believe it was for them to kind of catch something here. He said, when I sent you without purse, scrip, and shoes, lacked you anything, and they said nothing. You're never going to go anywhere on this walk that Jesus is not going to take care of you. He said, when I sent you out, and I told you, don't take purse, scrip, don't take no money, no shoes, nothing. Did you lack anything at all? Nothing. That's right, because Jesus is not going to call you so you can die destitute without what you need. God's not going to send you out and say, just go out there without what you need and, and make a fool of yourself. Just go out there without what you need and die from the elements. But every time they needed shoes, they had them. If they needed shelter, they had them. If they needed money or food, they had it because Jesus is going to take care of his people. Paul said to the Philippian church, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I'm telling you today, have faith in God. Whatever you're facing, maybe you're scared right now. Maybe there's something going on and you know, man, if a, if a miracle don't come through, I don't know what to do. I'm telling you, have faith in God. He's going to come through. Can I tell you that Jesus has not changed his mind about you? He didn't change his mind about Peter. He didn't fire him and say, hey, pass him keys to John. He did not change his mind about Peter. He don't change his mind about you. He called you knowing that you're going to have tribulation. He called you even though he knows that you'll have trials of your faith. And he knows you're going to fall sometimes flat on your face. He just wants you to reach up so he can pick you up and dust you off and get you going on your way. He already knows these things are going to happen. You have to remember who you are to him. And if you can remember who you are to him, you'll have faith in him. You've got to remember what he's done for you and what he will do for you. Every time that I read what Paul wrote about who we were in uh, 1 Corinthians 6, he says, don't you know that unrighteousness shall not inherit the kingdom of God? And then he starts making this long list of uh, don't be deceived, neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, effeminate, abusers of themselves of mankind, thieves or covetous, drunkards, revilers, extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. That's who we were. That's who we were. Might as well uh, own up to it. That's who we were. And he said, and such were some of you, but you are washed you are sanctified and you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. That's who we were, but then look who we are, washed and sanctified and justified. And, and, and he didn't do all of that for us so we could lose faith in him. He did not call us out of certain death. Maybe even just, I'm talking about dying physically and eternal damnation. He didn't do all that. He didn't stop that, block that, make a way for us to get out of it so we could simply lose faith on him because we hit a little bump in the road. If we faint in the day of adversity, the scripture says, then our strength is small. Is small. So don't faint. Have faith in God. Remember, 
what he has done for you. If you can't remember nothing else, think back to the day that he filled you with the Holy Ghost and start thinking about that that same spirit that raised Jesus up is going to raise me up one day and get me out of here. That same spirit that raised Jesus up is the spirit of adoption whereby I cry out a father. And let me tell you, if you think your father is going to let you go down in this world without a fight, let me tell you, he's going to fight for you. He's going to be there for you. In Isaiah 51 and verse 11, he said, Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion. And everlasting joy shall be upon their head, and they shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow, and mourning shall flee away. Then he says, I, even I, am he that comforteth you. But then this question, who art thou that thou shouldest be afraid of a man that shall die, and the son of man which shall be made as grass, and forget the Lord thy maker? And so I got to thinking, I said, there's a question for you and me in here. Who are we? Who are we that we should forget what he's done? We are the redeemed of the Lord. The Bible says, let the redeemed say so. We are the blood-bought, Holy Ghost-filled, forgiven, restored, made new saints, bride of Christ, church of the living God. That's who we are. So who are we? That's what he's looking at, his people in amazement. Who are you that you would be afraid of man or anything and forget me. Forget your maker. I created you in my image. I brought you. He's talking to Israel, of course, right there, but it applies to us. We're grafted in. But don't you know he's thinking, I brought you through the middle of the Red Sea. And now some man or king raises up and says, hey, I'm going to destroy you, and you think I can't handle that? And he saved you and washed your sin away and filled you with his spirit. Some of you, he's, he's brought those miracles that he has saved you and spared you and kept your life. He's watched over you and things that you knew it was just a miracle and now you think that what you're facing, God can't handle that. I'm telling you, whatever you're looking at today, whatever you're looking at tomorrow, from this time on till he comes back, whatever jumps up in your face, you just remember, have faith in God. Don't forget who you are just because of something that's going on in your life. We think, well, I made a mistake, so I just, I got to go. It's like we're playing a board game. I got to go all the way back to go or go back to start. Don't pass go. Don't collect $200. I got to start all over again. Thank God we don't. Let me tell you, you can get up right where you are. The Bible says we're running a race. Well, if you watch people running in a race, if one guy trips and falls, he don't go back to the starting line. He gets up and he takes off running <laughs> or limping or whatever, but he's, he's going to get up and keep going in the same direction. He's not going back to the start and try to, try to uh, redo everything he just done. Just get up where you are and keep going. That's what they train them to do. I've seen them fall and, and do that and get up and come back and win because uh, they refused to quit. And even if they didn't win, they crossed the line. Because they knew I've just got to make it across that line. And they had faith in their training and faith in what they had learned. And let me tell you, I have faith in God. And while I'm running this race, I'm going to run it with patience, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. I know that I'll face things, but I will make sure that I have faith in God. And whatever I'm facing doesn't make me forget who I am and who he is. How would you forget 
the Lord thy maker that has stretched forth the heavens, laid the foundations of the earth, and has feared continually every day. You're, you're afraid every day because of the fury of the oppressor as if he were ready to destroy. And where, it's so like to him, the Lord's like, where is the fury of the oppressor? He creates the smith that blows the coals. He said, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Have we forgotten that? That, that no weapon formed against you shall prosper? Come on. Have we forgotten that? Hey, don't rejoice, O oh, my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. And don't we know that the, the name of the Lord is a strong tower that I can run into and be safe? Hello. I still got God no matter what comes my way. And Israel knew these kind of things, and they trusted in these kind of things. And when you read uh, Psalm, I'm getting ready. I'm coming in for a landing. Don't worry. In Psalm 121, this song of degrees, that, uh, and uh, it just keeps, when you read it in order and read how that, uh, the psalmist is just building up to how God is watching over them and taking care of them, but he says, I will lift up my eyes unto the hill from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord which made heaven and earth. I hadn't forgotten where my help comes from. I know where to look when I get in trouble. When things start turning ugly, when things start getting bad, I'm not going to run to men and some men trust in chariots and some in horses, but I'm going to remember the name of the Lord and I'm going to lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord that made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep the Lord is thy keeper. He's your keeper. He's your keeper. The Lord, the Lord, hello, the Lord created heaven and earth, said let there be light, formed man out of the dust, split the Red Sea, did all these things. That God, he is your keeper. Yeah, the one that pulled down the walls of Jericho, that's your keeper. The one that let Daniel sleep all night in a den of lies, that's your keeper. The one that walked around in the fire with Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, he is your keeper. And if he could keep them from burning up and not even smelling like smoke, I know that he can keep you on your job, in your school, in your relationship, whatever it is, God can take care of you. He's your keeper. Have faith in God. Don't lose faith in your maker and your creator. He didn't create all these things and then create man and breathe life into him just to watch us get kicked around like a soccer ball all over the world. We're not a play toy for the enemy. We're not the prey of the enemy. We are victorious in the name of Jesus. If we didn't have a God, hey, I'll give it to you, but we've got a God. If I didn't have a creator, if I didn't have a maker, if I didn't have this deliverer, this savior, I, I, I could agree with you. But I have a God and he loves me. I know he loves Jesus loves me this. I know. And, it, and even if the Bible didn't tell me so, he's shown it to me over and over and over again. He said, the Lord is your shade upon the right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out. You're coming in this time forth even forevermore. And then he said, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, 
Then they had swallowed us up quick when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters had overwhelmed us, the stream gone over our soul, the proud waters had gone over our soul. But blessed be the Lord who has not given us a prey to their teeth. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowler. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. And then he says, they that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed, but abideth forever. Oh, I know that we live in a day where we don't even know what to expect anymore. But it don't catch God by surprise. Have faith in God. Keep having faith in the Lord. Keep trusting him. Honey, come on to the music. I'm, I'm winding it down right now. He said this in Isaiah to his people. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. When you pass through the water, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, and neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. And you can stand with me. He just told us, he said, I'm going to be with you. It doesn't matter what it looks like, flood, fire, famine, disease, whatever it might be. He said, I'm going to be with you for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I'm your Savior. And then if we needed anything else, any other reminder, we could remember what Paul said to encourage the church today. Why do I need to be reminded of this, Paul? Because you're human. Because you make mistakes. Because on your best day is you're still vanity. Without God, you can do nothing. And, and Paul knew it wasn't just him. He said, but there's a war that's going on in the flesh of all mankind. And when they want to do good, they don't know how to do it. And when they, and, and the, the evil stuff they don't want to do, well, they end up doing it. And it just, it, and it gets them and it grabs on them and it works on their minds and it works on their hearts and it works on their spirits. And that's where people start backsliding and walking away from God and quitting uh, ministry and stop serving the Lord but, but, but you've got to surely you've got to know that God factored that in don't you know when after uh, Adam and Eve and what went on there even before that it was already in the plan but, but if it shows us anything you know God has factored in the human element that he remembers our frame that we're dust. And he, he understands that uh, this flesh can get the better of us. He knows that even in the most perfect condition that man can still disobey him. And so surely tonight, uh, after he washed us and filled us and he saved us and called us, that, that we, we've got to know that God's got a plan if we mess up. Why did he call you out of darkness? Because he had a plan for you. If he has to keep replacing people because they keep messing up, he's going to run out of people. There ain't so many people on the, on the planet. But instead, he will refurbish, refresh, renew, revive, make new. He'll repurpose you. He'll, he'll take that, that, that he'll, he'll 
wash away the sin and wash away the stain and he'll fix what's broken and he'll set you back up. David said, I found myself in a horrible, horrible place in a horrible pit in some miry clay and but the Lord got me out of that, put me on a solid rock and then established my going. Surely you've got to remember and understand that God, uh, we, human, we, we get caught off guard and we get caught by surprise because we're like, I can't believe somebody would do that. But God is not shocked. He's been watching man a long time. He, he's not shocked. So Paul writing to the church He's trying to cut this mindset off at the past. And he says, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. He's going to be there to work on you until that day doesn't exist anymore. Oh, when he began that work, how marvelous it was. You come out of that water fresh and clean, clean slate, sins of the past are washed away, feel the Holy Ghost walking in the newness of life. It is so marvelous and priceless and precious when, he, when it starts that we, we can't imagine nothing happening. It's just like when you get a, a brand new car. For a little while, you, you, won't let, you won't eat in it and you won't let nobody else eat in it because you don't want that new car smell to be uh, overtaken by the smell of hot dogs and onions and fries. And you, want that, you want it to stay new as long as it can. You don't let your animals ride with you, nothing. It's like new car, nope, washing it all. It's so precious. But after a while, you know, it's a car. I'll take care of it, but... Yeah, I'm not washing it every day. New car smells gone. You know. You know what we do with this walk? Those after a while, we forget that Jesus can take care of this vessel. And when we make a mistake, so we're quick to walk away. Because it ain't like it was, Lord, I'm sorry, but I'm not like I was when you started this word. But that's okay. Because I started this work. I began this work in you, and I'm going to perform it. That means anytime you need, you just pull on in the shop. You just pull on in the shop. You just find a place to kneel down. You find a place to, to lift up your eyes. You find a place to lift up your voice. Don't stop having faith in me. If I started this work in you, that's what Paul's saying, being confident of this, having faith in God for this, in other words that he which has begun this good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you that, yeah, there's a time coming when he's coming back to get his church. What's going on after that? I don't know. I hope that I'm not here to worry about it. I'm planning on not being here. When he comes to rapture the church away, I plan on going. I plan on being out of here. But let me tell you something. Until that day, I'm sure that I'm going to find myself on my knees or on my face somewhere saying, God, I need you to fix this. And he's not going to say, nope. He's going to say, I started it in you. I'm going to finish it in you. If you'll just keep coming to me, if you'll just keep having faith in me, if you'll just keep trusting me and not throw in the towel, not give up, not walk away, have faith in God. Whatever you've done, whatever mistake you've made, that's not the end of you. 
It's not the end of your ministry. It's not the end of your walk with God. Have faith in God. He can fix that. Jesus has plans on seeing it through. He said, Lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of the world. I won't leave you comfortless. I'll come to you. And so I, I trust him. He will never leave me nor forsake me. So God's going to see it through. He's going to see you through. Don't lose hope. Don't be afraid. Have faith in God. Let's come find a place to pray in the altar tonight. I know the Lord was speaking to some people tonight. It ain't time for you to give up. It ain't time for you to throw the towel in. It's just time to find a place and talk to your maker. Talk to your God tonight. Lord, here I am. You have already seen it. You already know, but God, here I am. Forgive me. Wash me. Cleanse me again, oh God. Touch me again, oh God.
Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Whatever you find yourself facing, whether it be tonight, tomorrow, or 10 years from now, just remember, have faith in the Lord. Never let us down. He never will. He's faithful. He's faithful. He'll always come through. Praise God. I'm thankful for him tonight. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Pray every day that God would encourage them that their faith won't fail. We've got families. We're always praying for, for Brother Paul and Brother, Brother Josh. And, and we don't just pray for them. We pray for their families, that their faith will stay strong and that they'll be okay. And we believe they're going to be in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap and lift a shout. Give him a hallelujah tonight. Hallelujah. 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 He's not done with you yet. God's not done with you. Praise God. We sure love you. Don't forget, uh, church on Sunday, we're going to have a great time in Jesus' name. Uh, Regeneration Sci-Fi Party is this coming up Friday night. So if you're taking part in that, uh, that'll be a great blast. Uh, pray for Sister Rhea. Uh, she'll be having her wedding this coming up weekend. Let's pray all that goes smooth and everything works out good. We're excited for her. So many things happening. It's a busy, busy fall. I think it's Georgia's first home game. So be careful if you're downtown this weekend and uh, uh, stay away from any foolishness. Just a football game. Stay away from any foolishness. I love you dearly. And we'll see you Sunday, the Lord willing. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.